We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Timmy TPFL. It's Friday. It is November 29th, 2019, and we have 12 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, doing pretty good. Just down here in San Diego. Had a good Thanksgiving. Ate a bunch of food, and now we have uh, storm and flooding warnings in San Diego, which I really do not understand. <laughs> it, it's storm and gravy and um stuffing that's what it is oh yeah no, I'm, i just can't wait for this pod to be over with now that i don't love spending time with you but i'm hungry again <laughs> yeah my wife and i were just talking about like it's like 10 o'clock and we ate at like two o'clock and we're like man it's more we're hungry <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah for sure so i, I get that completely but we have a lot to talk about. Um, no sh- sh- time for shenanigans today. We have 12 games. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. That way you can you know, check out the only rake-free DFS site all in the business. Um, you know, Awesome sponsors of the podcast each and every day. They have a $20,000 pick and roll up for tonight's slate and a $200,000 Hooters main event contest up. Uh, for Sunday's NFL slate. So make sure you're checking them out. It is the rake-free DFS. Rake-free $200,000 tournament. Um, so memberships pay for themselves fast. So make sure you guys are giving them a look over there. And um, like I said, awesome sponsors of the podcast. Appreciate what they do for this podcast. Uh, Grant, let's jump right in. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about here. Um you know, 12 games. We're going to start with Toronto at Orlando, two and a half, two oh five and a half total here. Toronto favored by three in this game. Serge Ibaka is doubtful. Kyle Lowry is still out. Aaron Gordon is doubtful. Vooch is out. And Mike Carter-Williams is out. Let's start here with Toronto. Uh, what's standing out to you here for the Raptors? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, I like OG's price, 4,900. It's not terrible there. Just to put up a 39-point game or 35-point game here. Should be playing about a little minutes, but for me, it's just the main suspects. It's the Ockermans, Van Vliet, 
it's OG. Like all three of those guys, we're going to play boatload of minutes. The prices are about right. It's not a great matchup going up against Orlando. There could potentially be a blowout here. So not an overwhelming amount of interest in any of these guys here. But Siakam's price is 8500 just too cheap if he's going to be playing 40 minutes. Like if he plays 40 minutes and this game stays close, he crushes this price tag even against the slow-paced Orlando team. Yeah, like I, I like Siakam. You know, he doesn't need to be a guy that, you know, gets out and runs to crush value. So um, I agree with you on him. I think he's definitely in play here. Um, I don't hate Van Vliet, but his price is kind of up a little bit. I think his price is just at the point where it's too much. Um, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, his price is up, in my opinion, uh, for, for a 12-game slate, so I don't really want to go there. Um, let's go to the Orlando side of things. You know, we talked about on Wednesday, we talked about Mo Bamba. Um, still only 5K. He didn't really, like, crush in that Cleveland matchup, but, you know, he is seeing a little bit more minutes. Um, what's standing out to you here for the Orlando Magic? I mean, no one's really standing out too much. I mean, I like the prices on Isaac, Fournier, Fultz, and Bamba. Like, I think all of them could potentially crush value. Fultz was a little bit of a letdown in the last spot there, but still can end up with 35 points in any given matchup here. Isaac, bit of a letdown in the last game against Cleveland, but he's going to be playing 30 minutes. Should get a boatload of usage here without his other guys in the offense. And I really like his price tag. He's probably my favorite of the – guys and then Fournier just put up a 40 point outing here granted a lot of that was in the first half but he put up 22 shot attempts if that happens again which is definitely possible with the other guys out of the lineup I think he could potentially be in for a big game here so no one is fantastic here but I really like the price tags of Isaac and Fournier here and don't mind Bamba and Fultz yeah those are kind of the guys that I'm looking at as well Fultz you know he's playing you know upper 20 minutes upper 20 minute range now um so I think that, you know, for the most part, we're looking at uh, a few of these guys. But, you know, you don't have to play people from this game. It's two bottom, you know, 15 pace teams. This game's not going to be very high paced. It has a low total for a reason. Uh, but, you know, I, I do agree with you. I think that, you know, Fournier is always in play. Isaac's in play with Gordon and Booch out. So, um, moving on here, we got Charlotte at Detroit, 213 total. Detroit's favored by eight and a half in this game. Charlotte's good to go. Um, Detroit, uh, Reggie Jackson is still out. Let's start with Charlotte here. My dude, Devontae Graham, just keeps crushing. Um, had a monster game the other night against the same Detroit team. What are we doing here with Charlotte? Uh, yeah, really like Graham here, 6,900. Pretty much the same exact matchup as he just had. Pretty much the same exact price tag. And we saw exactly what he did in this last matchup here. While I don't expect 15 assists again, I could still expect him to just do some work here. Really like him. Uh, Rogier, disappointed in the Detroit matchup, but I think he's still a good play. He only shot three from 11 from the field. His shot attempts were down a bit, and he just didn't shoot well, which is probably why he shot less here. But in the same exact matchup, he's 6,300. I really like him. Biombo, if he gets back into the starting lineup here again, he just put up 35 against the same team, which I would imagine him getting into the starting lineup again. 3,800, that seems like way too low of a price tag here if he's going to end up getting all these minutes again, which I could see happening just because it's a matchup versus Drummond here. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's those three guys. I mean, no, mine, Bridges, or Washington, but they're not overwhelmingly good plays. It's it's just Biombo is probably going to be one of the shockier value plays after what happened the other day. Yeah, we talked about it on Wednesday that they said that they were potentially going to be messing around with the starting lineup. And, you know, we saw Bismack Biombo start. 
um, and absolutely crushed. Um, yeah, 3,800. His price went down 200 bucks, and he put up 35 fantasy points against the same exact team. So I, I think Biombo, I'm with you. I think he's one of the best value plays on the slate. We saw Nicholas Batum play 31 minutes the other night. Uh, if that's going to be a thing, like he's definitely in play here at 3,700. It's a big slate. I don't think you have to go there, but he's definitely a guy in that 3K range that you want to look at here. And, you know, like I said, I like Graham a lot. Um, Detroit side of things, anything standing out to you here for the Pistons? I mean, it's Drummond again. He just put up 52. Uh, it's kind of same type of thing on this slate. Just we don't have Cat on this slate like we did two days ago. And so Drummond's an even better option going up against Charlotte, just not good versus Biggs. Even with Biombo out there, not really going to be that much of a help. Drummond should absolutely crush here. And Griffin got a little bit of a price increase here to 7,500. I think he's kind of getting to the point where he's not a great play anymore. He's still very much in play, but just nothing that really stands out. Outside of them, like, I don't want to use Kennard. I don't want to use Rose. I don't want to use Bryce Brown. Like, all the same guys that just keep – not giving you great scores, just consistently average mediocre scores. So it's really just drumming for me here on this spot, going up against this terrible Charlotte uh, front court, back court, front court, uh, front court. Yeah. So yeah, um, <laughs> like you know, I don't hate drumming here. Um, you know, if if Derrick Rose was playing consistent minutes, maybe I take a shot here. Like Charlotte's defense is just really bad. Um, but you know, not too much standing out here for Detroit just because like the minutes are just all over the place. I think like Drummond and Luke Kennard are are the guys you're probably looking at here the most. So um moving on, we got Philadelphia at New York taking on the Knicks. Two oh six and a half total here. Philly favored by seven and a half in this game. Al Horford is out, Kylo Quinn is out, and Josh Richardson is doubtful. Um and then on the Knicks side, Alfred Payton is still out. Let's talk Philly here. Um, you know, you know, you have to kind of think that Embiid is in a spot here where he could absolutely crush. Yeah, no, Embiid's one of the top plays on the entire slate here at the center position here. Going up against New York, it's a great matchup for him. Should absolutely destroy them. Embiid's probably one of my favorite plays on the entire slate at the center position. Him and Drummond are like the two pay-up spots that I love at center, and it's not really remotely close. Um, Simmons, I don't think, is a bad play here. I mean, playing a lot of minutes, going up against a bad New York team. If he, if this game actually stays close, I could see a 50-point outing out of him here, even with all the guys in the game. But uh, outside of them, like, I, I really, really don't want anyone else here. I mean, without Richardson's probably not going to play said, right? That's why. Yeah, Richardson's right? doubtful. Yeah. Yeah, without him in there, should give a little bit of bump to the other guys. I could potentially see Tobias Harrison for a decent game at 6,400. Um, could get a little bit of an increase in usage here. But it's Simmons, it's Embiid, and it's Harris for me. All right. Um, what are you looking at? Like, I don't, I don't disagree. I like Embiid a lot. Um, what are you looking at here on the Knicks? Do I want to play any of them? In the, I mean, the price tag of Randall just is so low here. If he's going to be getting 30 minutes, it's not a good matchup. But, like, still, Randall is giving you 50-point upside at 6,400. You're not going to find that too often. With too many guys here, and Morris has just been up and down, but has shown massive upside at times. Like, 6K for these guys, they're perfect tournament flyers here. I, I think that I'll probably roster a decent amount of both of them. Uh, to keep Nicolita, yeah, Nicolita, 
uh, I think is an all right play if he is playing, um, which it looks like he is. I don't probably want to, don't want to go Robinson like 4,400. He did get 31 minutes in the last game, but yeah, it, it's probably just Morris and Randall because if this game stays close, one of them are probably going for a big game here. So if you're playing Embiid, if you're playing Simmons, I'd run it back with one of those guys, uh, but not really a whole lot here on this big slate. Yeah, I don't hate the fact that DSJ's minutes are increasing um, for what it's worth. You know, he's a guy that you got to kind of have to continue to pay attention to. Like, he shot one for seven from the field the other night and put up 18 fantasy points. Like, if he shoots a little bit better, um, you know, he's a guy that could be interesting as a, as a tournament pivot off of some of these chalkier value plays. So, um, yeah, outside of, outside of that, like, you know, Morris at 6,200 is a guy that I think can go for 30 to 40 fantasy points in this matchup if this game stays close. He went for 53, um, you know, fantasy points the other day in this matchup. So, uh, you know, the upside is certainly there. So, uh, we move on. We got the Bucks and the Cavs, 228.5 total here. Milwaukee favored by 10.5. Kyle Korver is out. Sterling Brown is out. And then on the Cleveland side, Henson is out. Uh, what do you like here for the Bucks? Giannis, I mean, I don't really expect this game to stay horribly close here. It's just Giannis for the upside. I mean, you can go with Bledsoe if you want. Middleton probably still going to be on the men's restriction here. Don't really like the price tags on him. It's a big enough slate. I just, I don't, I don't see really anyone that I really need to play over here on these bucks on a 12-game slate. It's just Giannis strictly for the upside in a match like this. Yeah, like if you're playing Giannis, you're you're probably playing like if you're playing Giannis, you're probably playing like a Kevin Love. Like you, you gotta you gotta run it back somewhere, right? Like you have to think like the only way Giannis gets there is if this game stays close. Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with Love right now? I mean, I know he's struggling through some back injuries, but yeah, 24. maybe. Yeah, I guess like maybe you're not running it back with Kevin Love, but you you have to run it back somewhere on the Cleveland side with. Maybe like a Tristan Thompson or something. Yeah, I don't know. that's who I was going to say. I mean, it's not the greatest match in the world, but it's going to be high pace. He's got 40-point upside to 6,100. Him, um, maybe Larry Nance with, with Love starting. Uh, if Love isn't going to get the minutes, if there is something wrong with him here, we could potentially see Nance in for an increase in minutes. I don't really want to pay 6K for him, but if you're running it back, a high-paced game like this could be good for Nance here. Uh so, I mean, Tristan Thompson's a clear guy that I want to go with, but Nance, even with love starting, he's going to draw almost no ownership. He has a chance at 45. He has a chance at a decent amount of minutes. I mean, I guess it, it, it's a tough spot here. Maybe love after two days more rest, he's fine, but it, it's a tough one here. It's probably just Tristan Thompson for me. Maybe Nance on a tournament flyer, love on a tournament flyer, hoping he gets more minutes. He's actually all right now. Yeah, I think the other guy you could potentially look at here in tournaments is Colin Sexton. Uh, he's 5,300. He's a guy that's put up double-digit shot attempts in 11 straight games. The minutes have been up for Colin Sexton. Not the greatest matchup in the world, but, like, we're playing this Giannis, like, to run it back and for this game to stay close. So, I think if you're doing that, like, I think Sexton is another guy you could potentially look at here. Um, he, he's going to put up the shots. It's just – whether or not like it's a it's a good shooting night or not, so I, I think Sexton's a guy you could potentially look at as well. Um, is there anybody that we're missing here? Is there anybody that we kind of skipped over? Do you think? I don't think so. 
Yeah, this is even though this game has like a two twenty eight and a half total, it's like it's one of my least favorite games. <laughs> yeah, you know, just not great. Um, moving on, we got Golden State at Miami. No total in this game. Curry, Looney, Russell, all still out. Butler is the reason that we don't have a total in this game. He's questionable. Um, Derek Jones Jr. is out. Waiters is out. Uh, let's start with Golden State. Um, you know, what do you like here for the Warriors? Burks, Draymond. That's it. I mean, it's not a great matchup versus Miami here. It's probably going to be a blowout. Like, those are the two that offer the most upside if they keep it close. I mean, maybe Bowman. But realistically, like, this it just isn't a spot I really want to go. Burks is the only one that really offers you massive upside. And I'm just worried about staying close in a tough matchup versus Miami. <laughs> um, yeah, Burks is the guy, like, if he shoots the ball well, he probably gets there. He's put up over 40 fantasy points in three of the last five games. It's just all about the nights that he shoots well and he doesn't. So, I think Burks is a guy you can always kind of look at in tournaments here. Um, you know, Pascal, even with Draymond back, played a good amount of minutes. But his price is kind of up here. You know, Bowman is a guy that, you know, it seems like when Burks has a bad game, Bowman has a or, or good game, vice versa. So, I think Kai Bowman's interesting for tournaments, but his price is up there as well, and this is a tough matchup. So it's tough to really trust it. Um, you know, on the other side, the Miami side here, like it seems like a spot that like Bam could absolutely crush. Yeah, I absolutely love Bam here. His price tag of 8K probably keeps some people off of him, but he should smash in the spot. Should be in the high 30s minutes here. Going up against a Golden State team that just doesn't play defense, the only thing that we can really keep them from smashing here is probably if the game doesn't stay close. But Bam is in for a big game here outside of him. If Butler doesn't end up playing, then taking a shot on Dragic, not the worst idea in the world. I know they let down last time, but he might end up getting the start. But he can still – he's going to play mid-30 minutes. and still put up a good game at 5,500. Uh, none, not a bad idea in the world. And Hero, another guy that would look at if Butler's out. Uh, all those guys right in the 5K range. One of them's probably going to go off for a big game here. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's those guards if Butler's out. If Butler's in and playing, I think you can definitely take a shot on Butler here. He has massive upside going up against Golden State, especially if it stays close. All right. Um, yeah, if Butler sits, man, like I'll probably end up making Bam like a core play for me. Um if Butler sits I think you can too, do that without but with Butler in there. Yeah, if Butler sits too, I think like Winslow becomes very interesting too. Yeah. Um you know, none, you know, Hero, like these guys are interesting tournament plays, but they're not like as cheap as they were either. Like the the price is up and they're just going to have to have good shots and like Hero is a guy that like he's been putting up the shot attempts, but you know, he really depends on like if Butler plays or not. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got Atlanta at Indy, 225 and a half total here. Indy favored by nine in this game. Um, on the Atlanta side, Collins, Herter are both out. Reddish is questionable. And on the on the Pacers side of things, um, Jakar Sampson is questionable. Uh, what do you like here for Atlanta? Love Trey Young. I'm just going to keep playing him. Um, this isn't a great spot here, but like he's going to put up 25 shot attempts. Anytime he's doing that, if he's getting some peripheral stats there, has a shot at triple-double, has a shot at 60, 65 points, 
He's done it so often this year, and his price is down a bit. 9500 when it was closer to 10 k This is way too cheap of a price tag for him, even in a match like this. I absolutely love Trey Young. And then Jabari Parker, he's been playing off this 6.2K price tag consistently and obviously just went for his massive blow-up game going up against Milwaukee. I get it was revenge there. Uh, but this isn't a great spot for him, but – we know where this usage is coming from. We know both these guys can absolutely crush these price tags. I'm going to be playing both of them quite a bit here. And Trey Young is one of my favorite plays on the slate, which he consistently is. Lets me down occasionally, but most of the time, he just keeps smashing. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really have anything else to say outside of that. Like Young and Parker are my two main plays here. I don't really trust anything else. Like, I don't trust Bembry, you know, to play minutes. I think if you're going to trust anybody, like DeAndre Hunter, just because he's going to play a boat, boatload of minutes, it's just – if he, he's just been shooting the ball really bad recently. Like, if he has a good shooting night, like, obviously there's some upside there. So, like, DeAndre Hunter would be interesting, but that's really it. Um, The Pacers side of things, like – you know, one one game, we got Brogdon under 7K a couple times there, and, like, now he's back to where he was at. Um, it's not the worst matchup in the world, but I feel like the, the price is a little too high now. I don't know if it's too high. I mean, it's too high to just absolutely lock him in, but he can still get you 50 points. Uh, this is the type of matchup where it could happen here going up against Atlanta. I, I still don't hate him at this price tag. It's just he's not a lock and load. I, I don't know. It, it's it's tough here, this price tag, but I'll still play a little bit of him. Uh, Sabonis, like, it's up against Atlanta. Obviously beat up. Don't really have a whole lot of bigs. Sabonis should crush here at his price tag of 7,900. Is about where it should be. Turner could be in for a big game, but I'm kind of sick of chasing him. It's a 12-game slate. And I, I think there are other a lot of other bigs that you can go with. So it's just Sabonis and Brogdon here for me. And, I mean, if Brogdon's going to go unowned, I'll probably have a decent amount. Yeah, like, you know, the Pacers are playing good basketball. Like, you know, Lamb and, and Warren are both playing good as well. Like, if you've come across a site where they're cheaper, I haven't, you know, kind of price shopped yet. So, if you come across a site where those guys are cheaper, they're um, they're kind of interesting players, plays here as well. Yeah. Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It is simply this, that if you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day, flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked strength to help you just use enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash fantasy right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash fantasy. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash fantasy. Quip the good habits company. We got OKC and new Orleans, 228 total here. Um, the thunder are favored by four on the, 
on the New Orleans side. Ball and Favors and Darius Miller are all out. Um, and, you know, for the home team, the Thunder, no injury news reported night before. Um, what are we looking at here when it comes to New Orleans? I mean, with New Orleans, it's Ingram and it's Drew. Um, those are the main two guys that you're probably going to end up looking at here. Outside of them, maybe Hayes with Favors out again here. He's sitting at 4,200. Maybe he gets some minutes and maybe he crushes here. It's not a bad idea looking for some value on the slate. If some other value doesn't end up opening up here. But it's Ingram and it's Drew. I mean, Ingram's just been playing fantastic. He got 42 points the other night versus the Lakers. He shot four for 21 from the field. I don't know how many times I've actually seen that before out of anyone but like Westbrook. But he, he's just been absolutely mashing lately. At A300, people will probably stay away from it, but he, he can absolutely crush here. And then Holiday, always a guy that I like, always a guy that can crush. Just put up a 60-point game. He's been playing fantastic recently outside of that Clippers game there. Those are the two main guys I'm looking at. Maybe Hayes is an add-on. All right. Um, yeah, like – it's hard not to like Ingram outside of the fact that he's just kind of pricey. Like, I think he's a guy that's absolutely crushing here. Um, man, it's, it's iffy. Like it really like, do I want to play Okafor or do I want to take a shot on Hayes? Um, I lean Hayes, but man, I could see him getting into foul trouble really easy in this game and I could see Okafor crushing. So I think there is tournament upside. Um, uh, on both sides of this one. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to hate either way you want to go in this one. So, um, what do you like here on the Thunder side of things? Um, SGA. I like the price tag. That's it. I mean, it's a, it's a up-paced match. If you can go with Chris Paul and go with Gallinari. I mean, I love taking guys up against the Pelicans here. I don't mind Steven Adams, but I'm just not over – Overly on any of them. I mean, Chris Paul, he's been fine. He's going to play. He could play 35 minutes in this type of matchup here. But still, do I really want to go with him there? I think this is just really an SGA game. I don't see a massive ceiling with Gallinari even up against the Pelicans. I guess you can take a shot on Schroeder off the bench. Like, he could be in for enough minutes here up in this up type, up pace type of matchup here. This is a type of one where he could just destroy. But really... I think it's just SGA for me, which is surprising against Pelicans. Yeah, I don't mind Schroeder off the bench in this game. I think that he he could have a big game off the bench here. But SGA is the main target here for me. Um, you know, Stephen Adams disappointed against Portland the other night. I think that this is a good matchup for Stephen Adams. I think he could have his way, you know, down down low in this game. So I don't think he's the worst tournament play on this big slate. Um. Let's see here. And your your boy, you know, you, you called um, Diallo the other day, and he got hurt, but he was on his way to crushing, man. Like, it was it was unfortunate. So. I'm pretty sure you were the one that called Diallo first, my friend. Yeah, well, you know, maybe we're talking about the wrong Diallo, right? We're talking about the wrong Diallo. Yeah, I think it was – yeah, I think no, it was Czech. It was Czech, yeah. My bad. I just saw Diallo. Yeah, I was going to say it was – Yeah. <laughs> Lack of sleep, lack of sleep. Utah at Memphis. Too much food for me. Yeah. Newborn for me. 219 total. Um, Utah favored by six in this game. Utah is good to go. Kyle Anderson's questionable on the Memphis side of things. Um, what do you like here for Utah? 
For Utah, I really like Mitchell, really like Bogdanovich here. Don't think I'm going with Gobert um, in this matchup here, but Bojan has just been crushing recently. Like just 40, 37, 41. He's sitting there at 6,400. Actually got a price decrease. Like, I don't understand this. It's a matchup versus Memphis, a high up pace matchup here. Absolutely love him. Mitchell has been on a little bit of a downswing recently, and that's kind of coincided with. Bogdanovich outside the Pelicans game here. I think you play one of these two in your lineup. One of these two is probably going to just have a smash spot here versus Memphis. Yeah, man. I don't think people have really caught on to how fast Memphis is playing, you know, this year. They're just so used to Memphis playing at such a slow pace that uh, I feel like, you know, you have to look at Mitchell in this spot. I think Mitchell could absolutely crush in this game. I know he hasn't been playing great recently, but look at the matchups too. Like this is a much different matchup. The last up-paced matchup he had was against New Orleans. He put up 54 fantasy points in that game. So I really like Donovan Mitchell. I like the Bo Donovich call. Um, he's a guy that I, I think is really, you know, a strong play as well. So yeah, both those guys very much in play. And then like, if you want to go to the other side of this game and you want to run it back, like, Morant's gone for at least 44 fantasy points in three straight games, and he's 7,400, and they have not been, like, cupcake matchups. Yeah, no, exactly. Lakers, obviously, very tough matchup for guard. Clippers, obviously, very tough matchup. Indy, not a great matchup, and he's just been crushing. And you look all the way back to – he played Utah two weeks ago, week ago, two weeks ago, um, and he put up 44 points in that matchup here. If you want to run it back, absolutely. If you want to take him as a one-off, I don't know if I would do that, but I'm not terribly against it. I really like Morant here. I like that run-back call. And I don't think I'm chasing Valachunas after a 60-point game there. But if he's going to be getting 30 minutes, even in a not-easy match versus Gobert, he can do something. And then Triple J been putting up 30-plus, like – if this, if you want to game stack it, you can throw him in. I would not take him as a one-off, but absolutely a guy that can end up doing something. Yeah, I look at it this way on Valanciunas. Like, I'm probably going to take the wait-and-see approach, and if I miss out, I miss out. But he absolutely crushed the other night. Like, if he plays 30 minutes in back-to-back games, like, then I have a ton of interest. But until that happens, I just – it's tough to trust it. Like, I know he can have the big game, but – I I think I'd rather just take Triple J at this point and just try to take the ceiling game. So, um, but yeah, like I, I like this game more than I probably should for a two nineteen total. But I feel like there's a lot of pieces in this game that that make this game really interesting too. So, um, you know, moving on here, we got the Clippers and the Spurs two twenty six and a half total here. Clippers favored by four and a half in this game. Shamit's still out. Um, outside of that. Pretty full strength here on both sides. Um, like, this this is a game that, like, is going to be a really, really strong basketball game. Yeah, it should be interesting here. Uh, like, if we're starting out with the Spurs, I don't really have a huge amount of interest in them. Um, there's DeRozan, there's LMA, there's White, there's Murray. Like, none of them stand out as a fantastic play here. I just don't know. It's projected to be close, but I think the line start off at four and a half and slowly trending in the Clippers' direction. I just, I, I don't, I don't think I can go with anyone on the Spurs side. Like, I'm sick of LMA and DeRozan have both been playing really well recently, but this is just a very tough matchup here. Where 
I, if I was going to take a shot on someone, it'd be DeRozan just because of everything he's done recently. But it's just tough. Like, I don't expect them to do too much with both George and with Kawhi in the game. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, like, I want to play somebody here, but I just – I think, like, I lean a little towards Paul George, but, like, I don't have a strong lean here. Like, I feel like Paul George and Kawhi are both priced where they should be, and I feel like Lou and Harrell are going to be hurt by Paul and George both playing. You know, unless some news comes out, like, it's just kind of how I'm looking at this one, like, I just – I don't see anything here. I think that they have good games, Grant, but do they pay off these price tags? Is, you know, we play we play in a salary cap format. If it weren't 12 games late, I'd have some interest in those two guys. The guy I really have interest in is Harrell sitting there at 6,400 going up against a terrible defensive team in the Spurs. Um, he's just too cheap. I don't understand it. And I get, like, you don't generally want to play him with both Kawhi and George in the game here, but – I think there's a spot where it's really not going to affect him as much as you think it is. I think that he gets 30 minutes. I think he gets 25 points here. I think he crushes his price tag at 6,400. It's way too cheap in this type of matchup. It's projected to be close here. He should get enough run. Could be close coming down to the end of it. I think Harold's the guy that I really like in this game, which is with how close this game's supposed to be and this, how high this total is. Surprising, but with the Clippers at full strength, when they're priced like this, you got to find the guy that's mispriced and it's clearly Harold. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I could get behind that. What are we looking at here on the Spurs side of things? And I already kind of talked about it. I really don't want Aldridge or DeRozan. I might game stack it and might throw DeRozan in there. He'd probably be my lean, but I'm not going with either of them on this 12-game slate here. I'm not looking at Murray. I'm not looking at White. I'm not looking at Gay. I'm not looking at Total. Just don't really want any of these guys here unless – Someone gets ruled out for some reason, which I don't expect after Thanksgiving unless – I don't know. Which, which which guy in the Spurs seems like the one that will eat too much on Thanksgiving? I don't I, – I feel like that we're just not going to see that. But I do I do find it interesting that the first time these two teams played, Kawhi took 32 shots for what it's worth. Paul George wasn't there, but Kawhi took 32 shots. Yeah, I mean, we saw that a few times from him. Or I guess we never actually – no, that was by far his biggest game, 47% usage in that game. It was just a little bit of an aberration there. But, I mean, we're seeing a near 40% usage from almost every single game there. With how bad San Antonio is on defense, I'm not surprised by that. But, I, I, I honestly, the more I look at this, I think it's more of a Paul George game. I think that Paul George is probably, like, the second guy I'd go with outside of Harold. I can see him just putting up tons of shots, and he hasn't been shooting great pretty much since his first two games back. We saw him putting up two points, fantasy points per minute in the first two games back, and then he's kind of had a rough patch for shooting. Like, hasn't shot. Like, last game was the first game where he actually shot over 50% from the field. And realistically, we know that he can get five, six steals in a game or blocks. He can just absolutely crush in peripheral stats here. If he gets hot from behind the arc, We've seen him put up double-digit three-point attempts in five straight games here, going up against a bad San Antonio team. I'm starting to get more on the Paul George strain the more that I talk about this. So here, here's, here's an interesting thing. Like, if you're, if you're mass multi-entering this slate, like, 
wouldn't it be interesting or wouldn't it just be like one of those things where you just like make a group of Kawhi, George, DeRozan, Aldridge, Harrell, and, and like have it play like three of those guys on on some game stacks and just kind of mix and match these guys and, you know, run some game stacks out there. Because like this could be one of the best and most competitive games on the slate. And like I feel like it's not a bad idea to get some exposure to a, like a game stack here. Yeah, I think with a game stack, you go one of DeRozan or LMA and you go one to two of Kawhi, George, and uh, Harold. But I think you don't go Kawhi and George in the same matchup or in the same lineup. I don't – I'm not terribly opposed to it, though. All right. Um, let's move on here. we got Dallas at Phoenix. 232 total here. Phoenix favored by one in this game. Um, Dallas good to go. Aiton is still out on the Phoenix side of things. Like Porzingis is questionable, but he's supposed to play. Rubio is questionable, but he is supposed to – he's probable. Um, Baines has a questionable tag. He's probable. So Dallas here, you know, Luca coming off of a game where he kind of busted against the Clippers last time out. Like, do you go right back to the well here? Yes. Yes, I mean it's a tough matchup versus the Clippers. Luca, prior to that, is basically just James Harden, and we don't have James Harden on the slate, so Luca crushes here in a matchup versus Phoenix. The spread is alarmingly close, um, which is great for Luca because he ends up playing the entire game. Guy can go for fifty real life points. I absolutely love Luca here. I think you get him into as many lineups as you can. He's one. Of, he's the top raw points played on the entire slate in all likelihood, and that's surprising considering what the last game of the slate is. But you just you just hammer him in. He's in a fantastic spot, and then Porzingis going up against Phoenix. He's been doing real well recently. Um, has fifty point upside. He's only seventy six hundred. If he ends up playing, it's a great spot for him. Um, outside of those two guys, I don't really have any other interests. Like you know, Hardaway. Still played 29 minutes the other night. <clears throat> he would probably be the next guy just because his price came down. Kind of bust the other night. I think Hardaway is in play, but, you know, I don't love it. I, I think, like, Hardaway could benefit here if Luca is having a good game. So, like, I, I don't want to sleep on Tim Hardaway Jr. here, um, especially if, like, nobody's going to play him. I'm still not going to play him. I've, I've sworn off Tim Hardaway for years. Rarely ever <laughs> kills me. Yeah, that's good. Like he's had like one what one one thirty plus point game this season, I think. So yeah, and it happens to be a forty nine point game. And yeah, I don't like, even think it was on the main slate. Even better, right? Um, yeah. The the Phoenix side of things, like if this game stays close, like you know Booker, Ubre, you know Baines is supposed to be back here. Rubio, um, you know he kind of busted the other night, only playing twenty five minutes. Um, didn't like terribly bust, but we're going to call it a bust because we were expecting more. What do you want here from the Phoenix side? Yeah, I, I, I was looking into it and it looks like he just got into foul trouble. Um, it was having a bit of an off game here. I actually really like Rubio here. I know that he's my favorite play the other night. It did not work out well for me, but um, I like his price tag at 6400 in this matchup with a 232 total here. Rubio is probably the, my favorite guy here, but Booker is not too far behind. And then it's probably followed by Ubre, But I think that you stack up this game with this high total and this close spread here. 
Yeah. Um, you can play Diallo. Just kidding. Um, Baines is expected back. This is the one that, yeah. you know, this is the one that was. This is the right Diallo. There it is. There it is. Uh, Chicago at Portland. Uh, 225 total here. Portland favored by seven and a half in this game. Um, Otto Porter is out. Collins is out. Um, Anybody else probable? Uh, let's look at the Chicago side here first. You know, one thing that, you know, we definitely got right on Wednesday was finishing it off with a late-night hammer, Zach Levine. Uh, just got the call wrong on, you know, pairing him with Bowman over Burks. But Zach Levine puts up 58, puts up 60 the other day, and he's 7K. Yeah, I don't understand his price tag at all. Hey, he, he just – He's put up 58. Let's lower his price tag 100. Granted, it is a little bit of a tougher matchup here, but uh, Levine is still very much in play here. He's still going to keep chucking constantly. Absolutely smashing the spot. And I know that he just had a bad game two games ago against the same team here, but it was a bit of a blowout. Should play the mid-30 minutes here. 7K is way too cheap for him. Outside of him, there's not really a whole lot of interest. One guy that does kind of interest me a little bit is... Um, Sadoransky, 4,900, just put up a massive game here versus Golden State. Has two thir- a few 30-plus point games here in his last six. Has had some decent games. And then, I mean, if you really need some value, if no other value opens up, then Dunn's occasionally been getting 20-minute outings, and he just has shot horribly in them. Uh, but at 3.7K, if we're getting 20 minutes out of Dunn, I don't hate the, hate the spot. He's just – He's gone from 4,700 to 3,700. And I think right now you're going to have a decent amount of value on him. Yeah. And, you know, Kobe White continues to shoot the ball bad. So, like, it could be a spot that Dunn plays a few extra minutes. Um, but, you know, who knows? Uh, really, for me on the Chicago side, it's Levine. I really don't have interest in anybody else. Like, Markinen and and Wendell Carter Jr. are going to have good games from time to time, but, like, it's Levine for me. Um, and then on the Portland side, like, I never hate playing Lillard. I think this is a really good spot for Whiteside. Um, but Whiteside's minutes are, are kind of all over the place, too. I know they've been a couple blowout games, and one was against Chicago, but he put up 36 fantasy points in 23 minutes against Chicago less than a week ago. Yeah, the problem is we have a lot of other centers on the slate, and – and I'm like standalone white side at 8K is not a bad play at all. It's just when you look at the slate, the size of it, the other center options, I'm a little bit lower on white side than I would normally be in this spot here. But he's still a decent play. It's Lillard's the guy that I'm really looking at going up against Chicago. I know he had a bad game the other night, but that was only 27 minutes. He was in another blowout last or two nights ago, only played 30 minutes. If he gets into the mid 30s here versus Chicago, he could have a. 50-point game here. He's probably the main guy I'm looking at. And then I'm not playing Mello at 6,200. And I'm probably not playing McCollum at 7,500 with Dane back in there. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, the pricing, like, you know, pricing catches up when people get back and stuff. So we'll, we'll, just, we'll just, we'll leave it at that. We got Washington out of LA taking on the Lakers. Lakers favored by 11 and a half in this game. Um, CJ Miles is out and Avery Bradley is out. Uh, let's start here with Washington. Anything standing out to you here against the Lakers? I mean, it's not an overwhelmingly good matchup here for Beal, but it's still Bradley Beal. 
doesn't really matter the matchup too much. He can crush in any given matchup here. I really like him at 9,400, but it's more of a game stack. If I'm playing Davis or I'm playing LeBron, I'm bringing it back with Beal. And then outside of them, Thomas Bryant, been putting up good numbers recently, 6,200. I like him in this spot. But outside of those two, I'm not paying 5,100 for Bertans in this spot. I'm not playing paying 4,700 for Wagner, hoping that he ends up getting some extra minutes because Bryant gets into foul trouble. Probably not going with Cray, probably not going with Isaiah Thomas, although I guess this is... He's cheap and he was in foul trouble last game, so... And revenge. Uh, 4,200, like, for a guy that has upside, like, I don't hate it. Yeah, it's not the worst idea in the world. I guess the revenge factor is definitely in play here. Yeah, yeah I can go with IT2 at 4,200. Five, right. 5X is 21 points, Grant, like, you know. Yeah, the X system is tough, but... Yeah, no, you, you know do. what I mean, though. I'm just, like, I'm just throwing a number out there, and I'm looking at it going for a guy that could go for 30. Like, you know, yeah. we're looking at some serious value if he has a ceiling game. Like, he's not cash game playable, but, like, if he has a ceiling game, like, even if his ceiling is 35 now, like, in this new role and everything and with this team, like, maybe his ceiling's 35. Like, that, I'll, I'll take 35 and 4,200. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Um, on the Lakers side, like this should be a spot that Anthony Davis and LeBron both have good games. It's just, are they going to pay off the price tags? Like raw points wise, they're going to be up there as uh, one of the highest ones. Yeah. If this game stays close, one of them just absolutely goes off. Which one? I don't know, but like absolute smash spot for Davis, absolute smash spot for James. Not looking at any other guys here, although. I mean, I could potentially see a decent Danny Green game here and this up-paced matchup here. Like, I think he could be in for a 30-point game. Like, is 4,500 on 12-game slate with 30 points enough? I don't know, but uh, it's definitely possible. He hasn't been shooting well recently. But this is the type of game where he could get 8 to 10 shots from beyond the arc. Could get a steal or two. All right. <laughs> I, I, I guess, like, my biggest issue with this game outside of a game stack is just this game staying close. Yeah. I mean, 11-point spread being played over in L.A. It's not, not going to be an easy game, but man, it's possible. All right, Grant. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here for the weekend. Um, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X. Oh gosh, I definitely should have been more prepared for this. Um, scrolling, I'm scrolling. You can probably just say yours if you really want to because I got distracted by the Atlanta game with like 15 sacks. I'm going Biombo. All right, that's who I was going to take. I should have, when you, uh, when you offered me to go, I should have just said Biombo really quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, I, I got distracted by that football game a little bit too. Give me Isaiah Thomas. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go stealing game for it too. Um, I know we just talked about him, but I like it. Um, give me a guy over 8K to under 5X. Who's your bust up at the top? I'm gonna go with Giannis. Yeah. It's just man, that game has to stay close, and it just I don't know if that one stays close, especially with Kevin Love banged up. Like I don't know. I I, I struggle to play Giannis here. Um, man. 
I think a lot of these guys get there today for what it's worth, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, man, I like a lot of these guys. I'm going to say Paul George does not get there, but yeah. I, I still don't mind Paul George. I, I'm just saying like looking at everybody today, I, I, I like the tops here today. It's really strong. Uh, give me your favorite 6X play on the slate. I'm going Montrezl. All right. I like that one. Um, I'm going to go SGA. Uh, I really like the spot for SGA today um, going up against New Orleans. Give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. I don't know if it's that weird, but Rubio after his rough game last time. Would we consider it a rough game? <laughs> I mean, he got in foul trouble. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Tybull. Tybull is my get weird GPP play of the day. Tybull, however you want to say his name, um, for Philly. With some injuries there, and not even injuries. Like, with Horford resting, O'Quinn out, Richardson doubtful, like, Tybull. Just my get weird GPP play of the day. I think he's 3K. I think he's min salary, stone minimum. Um, Grant, give me your DFS contest that you like today, game selection contest. Which one is standing out to you today? 20K pick and roll over on Fantasy Draft. I like their prize payouts. I like how 25% cash. I like how there's double minimum double payout. So you won't – you can max enter it with 24 entries and – Chances are you're probably not going to lose your butt. Yeah, so, you know, I, I always like that tournament, um, rake-free DFS. Like, it's, it's as easy as that. Like, the tournament that I'm about to talk about has a 14% rake. It has – it's $27 single-entry tournament over there on DraftKings, the 10K fast break. This tournament is kind of top-heavy with the top 10 getting 42.5%, but it's paying out 24.8%. So almost 25% of the field is going to get paid out here. So you can play kind of more – a little bit more riskier lineup here and chase the top-end payout. And if, like, if you have one guy that doesn't crush, you could still have a really good chance of cashing. So um, really like that tournament over there on DK. Monday we'll switch it up again. Uh, Grant, give me your favorite over/under on the slate. Um, I'm gonna go with the. I'm going with the over on the Washington game. All right. I am going to. I'm gonna take the over in the Knicks game. That's like currently it. sitting at two two oh six and a half, and I, I feel like Philly is going to have a good enough game that they're going to put up a lot of that. So, um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I got none. Play right. Trey Young. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Hope everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving. We'll be back Monday talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Take it.